Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. On the air, sticks down, let's go. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show with Ryan Wallace at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard at Studio 31 making it happen. We've got our game rating for both Monday and Tuesday's contests coming up. Plus the one-timer segment, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Potentially, and I'm going to go there, the biggest game league-wide in the National Hockey League is happening tonight in the Western Conference. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing at the Oil Hotel and Casino? Can we give away your truck yet? Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, we cannot give away my truck because it's my truck. Uh, but <laughs> you can come down and you can take advantage of all the great happenings here inside the Underground Lounge. you got $2.00. Bud, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, $1 Blackjack Tables, the only casino on the Strip doing that. And everyone loves it when I mention this, so always free parking. That's right. You can park for free every single day, 365 days out of the year here inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. And if you do come down here, take advantage of the drink specials. You're going to want to mosey on across the hall to, the, to North America's largest Hooters restaurant. That's right. World-famous Hooters restaurant, world-famous food drink all in one spot so just come on down say hello hang out that's all i got for you i don't have anything else call us right now 702-876-1340 who would you start in goal tomorrow night against the los angeles kings an opportunity to really cement uh things when the golden knights uh, look at trying to lock down the Pacific Division regular season title and the Western Conference uh, situation and the race for the number one seed there in home ice advantage through the first three rounds. Let's go to the phone line now. Stephanie, where's your allegiance at for tomorrow night? Uh, well, I I mean, I would have to go with Laurent Brossois just because it's such a pivotal game um, and the four-point swing in the division that's close to the end is, is huge. Um, but I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Jonathan Quick was that he's been playing against the, the team. Like, honestly, isn't Jonathan Quick being on the night just in and of itself big enough revenge against the Kings than, than any game would be? Uh, is that really the way other people sound? <laughs> the way you put that inflection in place? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I have this big problem with inflection, and I sound very silly, which is why Stephanie, I don't Stephanie. get paid to be on the radio. It's why I'm calling you guys. Stephanie, you, you listen to the post-game show. You know that more often than not, that's how people sound. So one vote for LB. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Uh, awesome. Uh, great sport. I uh, want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Mike, Rita, Lou, go on down the list. We all want your opinion on this. Jordan, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What say you? I go with uh, Laurent Brassois the rest of the season, the rest of the three games. Uh, he just looks like the obvious starter at this point for the playoffs, so... Get him as many games as possible, especially since he's only had a few, uh, you know, a handful. And then, uh, yeah, and then if you ever get, uh, you know, t- um, 
LT back, then you just have him back up roll, and then if Rosal ever uh, needs a spell, and that's when you you try to work him back in. But uh, I also have a comment about the line shuffling too, if you wanted to hear it. But that's up to you. Absolutely, let's extend it. Let's go. Okay, so what I really loved about seeing Barbashev being moved around um, is I've maybe this is a huge leap in assumption, but I assumed. Ever since we got Barbashev and we've not seen him play with any other linemates besides Eichel and Marsh, so it made me worry that Stone realistically wasn't on the radar of returning. And so I know that the line shuffling probably had a lot more to do with Orofia playing amazing, but now that the coach actually gets to see if you know uh, Barbashev can play with other linemates, and you see those reports last week about Stone possibly doing some light skating for some uh, uh, rehab, it kind of makes me a little bit more optimistic that Stone might realistically be available on a deep playoff run. Dude, you have gone full X-Files on us. I love <laughs> the way you just read into that. That's outstanding, Jordan. Well, when you see that you know he's not played with anybody else, yeah. you know, it makes me worry. No, I, I'm with you on, on, on adjusting uh, or interpreting uh, what you saw with Ivan Barbershop not playing with, with Jack Eichel in the back half of that game last night. The, 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 there's some uh, uh, believability in, in what, you're, what you're selling me on that in, as you go down that path. I don't know whether it's true or not, but, <laughs> but I, can, I can be sold on walking down that route. That's good. I appreciate you guys letting me do my first call. Okay, just before you go, that, that's the first time you've called in? Yeah, I mean, besides trying to win tickets, but yeah. Attaboy. Love it. Uh, uh, one more thing, Jordan. You you went with LB, uh, Lauren Brassois. Why did you go with Brassois over Quick? Uh, I don't want to be the negative guy. Brassois seems like he plays fantastic in Cassidy's system. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Quick just gets out of position one, one or two many times a game. And when you get in those tight playoff series, that little bit out of positioning, the getting out of the crease a little bit, out of the blue ice, like on that call, that called back goal last night, he was like two feet out of the blue ice. And I don't know how he ended up there in that series of events. And we got lucky that he got kicked in because he was nowhere any, anywhere close. And that doesn't happen a ton with Quick. Um, I just like Rossois better in the system, if that makes any more sense. And the- a little bit to do with not likening the positioning that time too quick. You couldn't get further apart in the differences in their styles. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. Uh, well thought out. Uh, call anytime, every time. Please, uh, love your analysis and the interpretation of it. But you've got uh, the athletic uh, Jonathan Quick who changed the great game. Uh, RVH, VH, uh, the way he slides around. And nobody else can do what, what he does, uh, the way he approaches the game. And uh, it's a shock to the system when you put him beside Laurent Bressois. I get that. Uh, back to the phone line, 702-876-1340. Who would you start for the game against the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night at the Fortress? A chance to put further distance between the Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, with the first game since Vegas acquired Jonathan Quick to up against uh, his former team. Uh, let's go to Rita on line number three. Rita, I knew you wouldn't let me down. Uh, well, I heard you say we need to call, so yes. <laughs> I'm going with Francois for two reasons. Um, first of all, Every point counts now. It's not the beginning of the season. We can't do sentimentality right now. Second of all, on the one side, 
quick knows how their guys shoot. But on the other side, all those guys know where they can hit quick, whether it's glove side, blocker. It's just a safer bet to go with wrist lock. What, uh, what's your gut feeling as far as what they will do? You, you would go with Brissois. What do you think they'll do, Rita? They'll go Brissois. Yeah. Cassidy's not going to do sentimentality this time of year. You know, there's too much on the line. No sentimentality for Rita. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, awesome stuff uh, from Rita. Yeah, I, I would say Rita would be the perfect person if you wanted the most honest answer mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. any question that you have. Yeah. Take the emotion out of it, and Rita will give you that answer. Uh, I, I'm a bit surprised that people aren't hedging on this. I thought there would be more of a 50-50 Answer, who would you call uh, for the Golden Knights goaltending assignment tomorrow night? 702-876-1340. So far, mm-hmm. all votes have been for Lauren Bressois. I don't think that that's a, a bad choice. I expected it to be more down the middle, that's yeah. all. Yeah, I didn't. Um, you know, I, of the of the six calls, seven calls last night um, on the extended postgame show, I, I got one vote of confidence for for Jonathan Quick. One person wanted Jonathan Quick to go tomorrow night in Los An- or against the Los Angeles Kings inside T-Mobile Arena, and that was Mike, and Mike hasn't called in yet. So, Mike, where are you? Give us a call so that we get at least one Jonathan Quick vote on this program. Searching for Mike, but Lou is on the phone. Papa Lou on the VGK Insider Show with his vote. Who are you taking, buddy? Hey, I've, I've got uh, Laurent Brossois for sure. Um, and I kind of echo what Jordan said earlier, is he just seems to work. You know, Quick hasn't been around that long. I mean, he's a, he's a great veteran goalie, but, you know, he still doesn't even really know the team yet as long as the guy, as much as the guy does who's been there since, you know, since Campo. So you kind of give the experience in the system to uh, for Swan and you go with him, you know, at least for the next couple games and, and see how he plays. Quick's always there, and you know, four games you may want to plug him into one. Did, does the style influence you at all? At, at what whether it's uh, Lauren is so uh, precise with his movements, and Jonathan is uh, much more athletic the way he moves around the crease. You know, it, it, it really doesn't, and and I'm not comparing um, these two guys to to Flurry and Leonard, but the season that, that those guys yeah. were both in the net, extremely different styles, and, and, and both of them were obviously uh, quite successful, uh, you know, through, throughout that whole season. So, you know, the different styles, as, as long as the guy is confident and, and confident in the style that he plays, you know, I, I think it's all good. What about giving the athlete the option to go against the, his team and, and using that uh, adversity, the chip uh, motivation uh, for, for Jonathan Quick to face the team that traded him away? And what was a surprise uh, for everybody uh, involved uh, going down that path? You know, if it, if, if it wasn't the, the point of the season where you need those six points, um, right now, then yeah, I completely agree. But you know, you've got you know twenty guys 
on, on the other roster who know you as a goalie pretty well and know your tendencies and stuff. So emotionally, yeah, you give Jonathan Quick the advantage over his old team. He's got a chip on his shoulder, but then you've got those guys that have skated in practice with him for years and years who know him and understand what he does do and doesn't do well. And uh, so, so the competitive advantage may kind of tilt towards the teams in that in that scenario. Uh, Lou, a great analogy with the Robin Leonard, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, yeah. Awesome stuff. That's why you're one of the best uh, contributors to the open line segment uh, on the VGK Insider Show. There's Papa Lou uh, with us. So uh, right now, LB uh, running the table with all votes. Eight seven six thirteen forty. Area code seven zero two. Ten digit dialing when you want to get into the VGK Insider Show. You got to press them all uh, as we. Uh, bring you into the fold let's give up uh, a bit of an opportunity for our game ratings the monday tuesday double dip between the minnesota wild and the national predators the vegas golden knights played uh, on back-to-back nights welcome to my latest experiment this is a big one the one i've been waiting for all my life uh well it's a delorean right with me, Marty. You all your questions will be answered roll yeah. tape it was very close, a shootout win in St. Paul and an overtime loss in Music City, Chapman. Well, I'll, I'll start with, obviously, Minnesota. Um, I will, I, I'm going to give that game a five. Um, look, they, they, they are coming off a back-to-back game against the Wild, a, a game on Saturday where they, they were, I think, a lot better than Minnesota. Um, obviously, first or second time Minnesota's playing them at home, they wanted to get a little revenge. I think it was kind of cool that Pavel Dorofeyev, who who only factored into the lineup because Chandler Stevenson was sick, ends up not only scoring the tying goal twice, but scores a really important goal in the shootout. Um, I think he's making a case to to not be on the the healthy scratch list anymore. Uh, but I thought that was a five. Um, it's a big win against a team that that is playing for a lot, and it was it was an important win for the Golden Knights last night. Uh, it's a mixed bag. I thought there were some good. I thought there were some bad. Um, you know, I thought it was a, it was an, an unfortunate penalty in overtime by Marcia So, uh, but nonetheless, a fortuitous bounce for the Nashville Predators to to get the two points. I thought Vegas probably should have probably should have scored more than two goals against a backup goalie, uh, but Nashville playing for desperate desperation. Um, I'm going to give it a three. I'm fascinated by this. Because Vegas trailed against Minnesota uh, by uh, one goal. Yes. And then had to uh, rally to get it to, to overtime. So they've trailed by one goal twice and, and then scored late to, to get it to overtime and win a shootout. Last night, they fell behind by two, rallied, got it to overtime, but didn't pick up the extra point. Like the, I, I the, have... the, the difference between the two is very small. No, it, no, I I don't think it is because Minnesota's a lot better than Nashville. But you're playing on a back-to-back. And right? you're also playing a backup goalie. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just fascinated by it. I, I love I love that. You, you I, love it that I mean, if, if we're going to if we're going to if we're going to call it out, I mean, you shouldn't be falling too behind to that team. You're right. I just factored in the the the, the back-to-back. So, your rating was a 5 out of 5, a DeLorean. Yes. And then the a, game. a Hummer. And then a three out of five. All right. Uh, what are you about you there, Ryan? Yeah, this is tough because I I liked the game from the Golden Knights more last night against Nashville than I did in in Minnesota against the Wild. But 
the result comes through. It's a cool moment for Pavel Dorofiev. Uh, obviously, the two goals, fantastic, but the slick move in the shootout, just ridiculous. And and with everything that was on the table, you have to score to extend it. Then Riley Smith gets it. Like, there's a lot of good vibes you can pull out of that win. Um, but I still, again, I still like the game yesterday, regardless of not getting the result. So I'm going for across the board. I think it was a four in, in Minnesota against the Wild, and I think last night was a four. You don't get the extra point, but I, I love the way the Golden Knights played. Uh, I could be right there with you. I went four and a three. Uh, I went with the Trans Am and then the Hummer uh, just simply because one you got two points and the other one you didn't. It was, it was as simple as that. But I agree. I like the performance more last night than I did on Monday, at least from maybe I just get sucked into the entertainment side of it. Uh, yeah. Last night was more entertaining game, uh, more chances, more power plays, uh, uh, right on down the list. But uh, but I I was uh, I was impressed uh, with the final two periods uh, last night of what they were able to do, and quite honestly, they, they should have found a way uh, and could have found a way uh, with uh, with the opportunities that they had to to, to win that game in, in regulation, and they still got a good break. Uh, on, on the the goal that that, that bounced off a uh, uh, backside and, and went in, so it wasn't like they didn't get a bounce or two uh, in that game between the the challenge and the the kicked in goal that was taken off the board, and then the puck off the backside with Phil Kessel standing there. Uh, that was uh, that that was still uh, good breaks, but uh, uh, I, I just went four and three just based on uh, on the uh, the results results of, of the two one you picked up the victory the other one you, you picked up a single point and finding a way to pick up a single point like that L- look at what they did those two games you guys yeah they, they rescued that victory from the jaws of defeat sure on yeah. Monday yeah and with the with the goalie pulled and finding a way to get that game to overtime then winning in a shootout with Bersois winning in the shootout which he, he's <laughs> he doesn't enjoy and yeah. uh, Bruce Castillo's comments after that game were right on the money that the older the guys get the the less the intrigued they are uh, fascinated and, and emphasis uh, is on on the shootout uh, but if the course of a regular game uh, he, he's he's right dialed in but you got you could have come out of this potentially with nothing based on finding a way to tie it late in Minneapolis and then uh, St. Paul and then falling behind 2-0 in Music City. It, it, it wasn't that far off from that. So rescuing the three points I think is pretty darn significant and changes everything when it comes into this magic number scenario. Yeah, I mean, it allows you the opportunity to have a magic number, right? Like, right. That's, that's, that's what it boils down to. And you know what? As, as far as... I'm concerned you go on the road, you pick up three out of a possible four points when you were trailing um, for stretches in both of those games. I, I'm not going to critique it too hard. I, Again, I like the way the Golden Knights played last night against Nashville. I, I thought it, the, the final 40 minutes, it was all Vegas. I'm, I'm a little bothered by the fact that they didn't do more with that power play in the third period, but outside of that, I liked how they played. And if you play like that, I think they're going to be just fine. And when you kind of frame it as, listen, it could have very easily been zero out of four points and Vegas walks away with three, you'll take that any time you go on the road. They are one of the calmest teams when trailing in a game Yeah, that, that, I, that I watch. Well, they've been there before. They Nothing bothers them. And if it's not a close game, they're, they're, uh, they're not really in it. 
in, in the sense of oh, if they're up by three, it's like, oh, well, this is different. This <laughs> Don't go down this path very often. Uh, they they play tight checking, close games. They they lead the league in, in, in one goal wins. And the the last two games in particular, uh, the Minnesota and Nashville doubleheader, there was no feeling of anxiousness that I could grab through uh, through the television screen. And not uh, everything is, is equal when you're not there in person. But I, I really felt that they played a, a controlled game against Minnesota. Tight checking, didn't take any big chances. Uh, we're, we're really uh, within their system uh, and, and execution. And, and last night uh, in the second and third period, uh, put their foot down a little bit and were able to assert themselves. I, that if that's the case of how playoffs go, which we do know it does, but uh, with with stakes as high as they were, uh, the two games against Minnesota were looming large for this franchise and this team. Uh, Minnesota's run that they were on uh, put uh, put a lot of doubt whether or not you could walk through and take four out of four points in that. They did, and then the uh, the ability to just be themselves and not panic or get away from the games in in the three uh contests uh, i think it, it does give you more confidence as a fan of the vegas Golden Knights uh, going forward perfect no yeah no way not 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 perfect uh one you won in a shootout which doesn't happen in in the playoffs doesn't that three and three doesn't happen you'd like to be able to uh, avoid that situation and and the other one uh you you uh you fall in in the overtime uh, in in three on three, where you take a penalty, so there's things that you need to get better at. But there is there is more good than bad in those two games. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. And I think for this team, they're comfortable in a playoff type of game. They, they just are. They're comfortable in in tight games. They're comfortable uh, when they're behind. There's just not really a scenario or a situation that seems to rattle Vegas. And and when you get into a playoff series, being Having the ability to trust that you can come back in a game, having the ability to trust that you, that you can find ways to win when you know maybe you don't have your best stuff, I, I think that that separates winners and losers. I just do. And so for the Golden Knights, I, I think they are geared up and ready to go for the playoffs, and they're comfortable in those types of games. Starting goaltender tomorrow night, the callers have all sided with Lauren Bressois. Yeah. Let's go around our room. Chapman. Oh boy, this is tough. But I'm gonna go with quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go against the callers. I'm starting quick tomorrow night. I think Why? I well, I think he's he's gonna be hungry for a win because even though I thought he played good last night, um, you know, the guy still wants to win. And I I, I think there there's a little motivation uh, going against the Kings for the first time and. You know, everybody always seems to have that bump when they go against their former team for the first time. We've seen it when guys come back here. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's a huge game for the Golden Knights, and, and he's experienced in, in, in really big games. And it's not a knock on Laurent Brossois, who, who I think, yeah, he, he might be the guy for the playoffs. But I think tomorrow night, I think I want to go with Jonathan Quick. Wallace. Yeah, I'm going Laurent Brossois. Um to me, I think that Brossois is playing better right now than Jonathan Quick. And I don't know how you go into a game that could potentially be for the division. And that's how much is at stake tomorrow night against L.A. You win in regulation. You have put yourself in a phenomenal spot. 
to, to finish first, to get home ice advantage, all of that stuff. I don't know how you go into that game not putting your best roster on the ice. And, and that's my opinion. I'm not speaking for Bruce Cassidy. I'm not doing any of that. In my estimation right now in this moment, Loren Brossois has been better and is playing better than Jonathan Quick. So I'm putting the best lineup on the ice. The game against the Los Angeles Kings is independent in my vision from the playoff chase, from the battle for top position in the Pacific Division. It is on its own when you factor in who should start in goal. This isn't about playoff starter. It's not about who's playing the best right now. It is simply put, Jonathan Quick, future Hall of Famer, two-time Stanley Cup champion, shocked that he was traded, an opportunity to play his former organization. I want to see it. I would love to see it. I understand all the arguments for Laurent Brassois. Absolutely no disagreement with a lot of what people have said. But for the athlete, for the theater, for the intensity of the building on both benches, both sides of the ice, I want to see Jonathan Quick against the Los Angeles Kings. Nobody knows how much playing a former team can fuel an athlete more than the Vegas School of the Knights. You've watched it in year number one. You've watched it over the past several seasons with, with different players. It's an opportunity for some splendid, beautiful, magnificent <laughs> hockey and sports theater. And that's why I want Jonathan Quick to play. I don't know whether he will, yeah. like like Ryan said. Uh, this is no nowhere uh, involving uh, Bruce Cassidy or advice to, to to Bruce. I don't know which way they'll go, and and you could you could sell me on both. Yeah. As far as looking for the two points and the rationalization uh, for for who you'd start, but as somebody that is doing a broadcast and the storyline of Jonathan Quick. That, that's what I want to see against yeah, I his mean, former team. There's, there's no arguing that the game is infinitely more interesting if Jonathan Quick gets the start for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I understand you looking at it as a standalone piece, but that standalone piece could be the difference between having a couple of games where you do get to load management a little bit going into the playoffs. To me, there's too much at stake in this game against L.A. to not put your best lineup on the ice. That's why I cannot divorce this game from what it means to this season, the playoff chase, and finishing first in the division. At least I'm on the fence on it. Like I, I've got my thought process mm -hmm. because of tuning in and seeing Jonathan Quick go against his former team would be incredibly intriguing. Yeah. But Bruce Cassidy has a job to do to try and win a division title and that's helped out by winning the game tomorrow night. And he goes with the roster and the lineup that he feels can, can accomplish that goal. There's, there's times, though, where the coach has no choice but to go with the storyline. Yeah. And it frustrates me when they don't do that. And, and the best <laughs> example of that was year two. 
Nashville against Vegas in the yeah. shootout. Yeah. yeah. And Malcolm Subban was in goal for the Golden Knights, and P.K. Subban was not tagged to go in that shootout. Yeah. I believe it was, was it Peter Laviolette was the coach? It, uh, it was, yeah. Then? yeah. I will never forgive Pete. Yeah, me neither. I was pissed. For not doing that. Yeah. Like, that was a no-brainer for yeah. one point, and you don't go out there and do that? That just reeks of wonderful <laughs> storyline and putting your product in front of every TV highlight show uh, out there and the Twitterverse and uh, social media. It's out there. Tomorrow night's different. Four games to go, battling for a division title. I can go and accept both ways on it, and and will accept whether it's Jonathan Quick or Lauren Bressois. I will not be critical of either side uh, of that. I would like to see Quick go, but I understand the the opposition. I'm glad we're in agreement on that Are decision we? not to go with uh, PK Subban against. Oh Martin yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, like no, I don't I'm, hold a grudge on oh, that. Oh my god, but I'll I'm, but I'm I'll go to my. It. My final resting place. Yeah. Bitter about not seeing that. I think everybody in the arena was furious about that. Arena? I, I hockey universe. Across, yeah, yeah. No, the entire no. sport. I, I remember I remember saying something about that on Twitter and like I got I got quite a few replies about how the league needs to be more fun and it's ridiculous. And then I got like one person from Nashville that's like, PK Subban does not shoot in the shootout. And I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care either. Yeah, no. I, but that's good that Pete uh, responded to you. Yeah, good point. Love you a lot. I didn't know that he was. Yeah, on no, Twitter. I know. It's it's with his burner account. <laughs> it's the one. It's the one guy that's kind of going to come on and justify mm-hmm. that. I get it. Huh. Chapman, what's your burner account uh, name? <laughs> I don't have one. I, I come keep, on. No, really, I I, I come keep wanting on. to to uh, to create one. You mean you mean Chapstang one two three four? Isn't you? I think I think that's what I'm going to go with. I like that. <laughs> Chapstang. What was it? One two three one. One two three four. I think I think. Start following that. I'm going to check and see if that's uh, that, that's a, that's. What a would thing. you do with your burner account? Like, what would be your cause that you would? Really <laughs> I, dive I would. Into? I would probably troll you. Like with some no, uh, but you don't, you don't. No, you don't tweet enough. So yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I'd like to really troll some some people who are uh, not good people. But so you'd you'd forward you'd reply to them with uh, different messages. I, I would troll people. Yeah, I like that. I love that. I, I would troll a lot of okay, people. Okay, let's come up with a burner account. Yeah, because I got a couple of people that. Uh, <laughs> that are on a list that that uh, you could definitely see. But now I can't go with Chapstang one two three four. Oh no, everyone, we'll come up with something. What it is? Yeah, yeah. Wallace, do you have a burner? I don't. No. How about you? You like have one? Seven. Oh, seven. I, I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't come. That doesn't come as a surprise to me. See, but I don't. I don't think Darren has one because he doesn't. He doesn't tweet enough. No, I. I don't think Darren has. Maybe one I'm either. tweeting for my seven burners. That's very true. Uh, unlikely, true. unlikely, because you wear that blue check mark like a badge. So the, I, I the could seven, care less. The seven burners not having a blue check mark, I think, would would I've, highly disappoint you. I have you. never seen you and Mallard four seven four seven four seven in the same room before. <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked me last night. Uh, we were watching the game. Are you still verified? I said I don't know. I checked and I was. I don't know for how long. Maybe my seven burners are all verified too. I, Why would you I verify can't wait. a burner account? I can't wait for that thing to go away. That blue check mark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then because we can't because then Johnny I can say blue whatever I want, and and people are like, maybe it's not him. <laughs> we don't know whether it's him. 
like it, 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 it's not, you're gonna, you're it's not like you to, vote in polls, no, so no, 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 you don't have to worry have about to, that. Yeah, but you're going to have to work on like how you actually put together sentences and how much space you put between the end of a sentence and your start of a new sentence. The three spaces Love that it. you utilize after a period before starting your next sentence, that's a dead giveaway that it's you. How about multiple uh, dots, periods? Like ellipses? Yeah. Oh, ellipses I do that, that a lot. Yeah, I do that a lot. But I'm saying, like, you you space your stuff out way too far. I'm trying to use up all the characters. Uh, no, we got to, to got to take a break. Uh, when we continue, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. The game of the year for the entire National Hockey League is happening tonight. We'll get into it on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Wednesday night, national television night, so not as many games to get into, which gives the stage to the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. That is the National Hockey League's game of the year to date yep. because of what is at stake and the chase for the playoff position and the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference and Winnipeg has a lead on the Flames but Calgary's on a power play. This is the scenario going into tonight's action between the Flames and the Jets. Calgary with four games to go two points back of Winnipeg who have a game in hand with five games remaining. This will go a long way towards deciding things. I don't know whether Calgary and what's going on in that dressing room and the (laughs) distance between the athletes and the coach Mm -hmm. will be able to figure it out. And Winnipeg, there's a little bit of dysfunction, distraction going on within that dressing room and the future of their core pieces. This could end up being... Like if they played a best of three, it might go nine games deep in overtime. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether like, I don't know whether Calgary wants to win bad enough, and I don't know whether Winnipeg can win in a clutch situation, which makes it all the more important that Vegas locks up the top seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, it was uh, it was the Flames losing to Chicago last night, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like the Winnipeg Jets are are essentially doing everything that they can to open the door to the Calgary Flames, and I think the Calgary Flames are sitting there like, ah, we really don't want to continue to play beyond 82 games. So, um, I I don't know. Like, I have no idea which of these two teams is going to end up getting in. Um, maybe we'll get surprised, and it's the Nashville Predators that sneak in. But, um, yeah, the, the Winnipeg Jets, certainly I don't have any confidence in them seizing the moment and winning and playing well. And I don't know how much the Calgary Flames really want to do this for another two and a half to two, two and a half weeks to potentially two months. Well, here's the thing. There's a disconnect between players and coaches. We, we know that. Like, it's, it's why they're important. I love Daryl Sutter. I've never had to play for Daryl. Yeah. Uh, he is he is a challenge. I know I have friends who have played for him. Uh, they've passed on uh, the, the experience. But I, I do. I, I think the world, Daryl. Uh, but he's never been my boss. There's a, there's a thinking that if you miss the playoffs, that a coaching change would happen. Yeah. So do the that's that fine line. Do players quit on a coach? 
Does that actually happen in professional sports? I think you can make an argument that it's happened yeah. with, with, with Calgary in the back half of, of this season. I'd agree. And with Winnipeg, I don't think anybody's quitting the coach. The coach actually quit the players last year, uh, resigned. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't think anybody's uh, quit on Rick Bonus. But the distraction of the future there and what's going to happen with Dubois, with Shifley, with Wheeler, uh, it is a talking point. Uh, challenges from the organization to the players of how, like you got to be desperate. You got to be able to figure this out. Let's let's go. Um, it's not all warm and fuzzy, great feelings around there either. It's and for two Canadian markets where hockey means so much. Yeah, it's a fascinating situation to watch from our point of view. Let's go Nashville. That's all I got to say. I would, uh, I would still rather, like, <laughs> there's a part of me, th- three, and I was corrected on this, you guys. Okay. There is, there is a strong feeling for me that I didn't want Vegas to play Calgary. Yeah. Who just squeak into the playoffs because Calgary's a big, tough team, uh, like, strong team. Uh, they approach it different than a lot of the National Hockey League. And they'll have nothing to play for, so it'll be like just uh, they'll be so happy just qualifying that they'll be loose and goose, and they'll be a tough out. But then the more people I talked to said, "No, you're way off the path there. They, these guys, they've gone a different road on this." I, I'm just telling you what I've been told. Yeah. And we've heard the situation before that teams have shut it down on coaches. It's got that feeling the more people I talk to in and around uh, that organization. And it's uh, right now the, the to the Jets' benefit, trying to close this out. If they can move four points up, win this game in regulation, four points clear of Calgary, you got to think the opportunity is pretty good. Now, the Jets, the Jets can score, and they got a great goalie. Yeah. That, that would be a challenge for the team that finishes first in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, I agree, but... Fortunately, the Golden Knights have played Winnipeg really well this year, and I still would like the Golden Knights in that series. I just go back to Jack Eichel with a slam dunk in overtime. Yeah, that was One play. of the great uh, goals of the year. I'm going to have to put the rest of my one-timers over to tomorrow night because I want to save some time for Chris Chapman. Those are your one-timers for this Wednesday, March on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So want to pass along my condolences to the family of Joe Payne. Uh, he sat next to me in the press box. I, I woke up this morning and found out that he had passed away. Um, saw him just the other night. And for those who don't know Joe, he worked for the Las Vegas Advisor. He would ask questions occasionally in the press conferences um, great card player, very, very funny guy. I watched a couple games with him, road games uh, with him, and, uh, you know, just really sad. He's He was a great guy, and I'm, I'm a little broken up about it. Lindsay, of course, you know, she sits next to me as well. She was she was very upset when she heard the news as well, and, you know, we, me and her have texted a little bit back and forth, but uh, just, just a, a, a sad day because Joe was a good guy. I liked him a lot, and it's, it's always disappointing when you, you get news like that. Met him year one, and we instantly clicked. He grew up in my mom's neighborhood. Uh, they're actually about the same age. But, um, yeah, just just 
a tough, tough day and, and really sad news. So my condolences to Joe and his fan, all his friends and family, and um, just just upset about it. Another reminder: live it, live it large. Yeah, Joe lived. He 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 was uh, he was he was definitely a guy who lived life. He enjoyed it. Uh, do you have an apology to make to uh, to James? and ryan no because i have all the faith james is amazing i had all the faith in the world when i've done some remotes james has been there so i i had all the faith in the world and all the confidence in james so ryan, ryan was running. a little bit late getting hooked up and you said no way that they're going to be able to join us I in the next two hours and happened. i said for sure because james is the man on the scene making it happen so james i want you to know i got your back Big chest bump to you, okay, buddy. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, you. you're the man, uh, James. Uh, one of the greats, and uh, always a smile on his face and uh, loving it. And and that goes with the fact that Chapman uh, went uh, went against the the idea that uh, that they would be able to get up. Oh, I, I had all the confidence in the world in James and Ryan for for yeah, the yeah, reasons no, 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 Ryan laid out that's too. Fine. That's fine. Ryan knows what he Ryan Ryan and James know what they're doing. Hey. Is, is tomorrow night the biggest game between Vegas and L.A. since game four, year one, after yes. first round? Yep, without question. Like, the, the, that's what we're talking about with the stakes, the intensity, uh, and the impact of the result. It's huge tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy that played for L.A. in that series in year one, potential starter for the Vegas Golden Knights in tomorrow night's encounter uh thanks to james for getting ryan on the air for ryan for bearing with us and uh being persistent and chris chapman for being a great sport all the way along even though he bails on his buddies it's the vgk insider show live from t-mobile arena tomorrow night we'll talk to you four o'clock from section 104